and that guy looks at Jesus and he's like, you want to go? And Jesus is like, oh, none for me. Thank you. I just like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sex in the Cinema, the podcast that strips down the celluloid to the real reason you watched that movie. Welcome back, cinephiles and perverts. <laughs> we, uh, we have an interesting episode for you guys today, and I'm just going to say up front, if you're going to be offended by anyone talking about fucking Jesus or a priest or any kind of man of the cloth, best leave now Mm -hmm. and then come back and join us for another episode. If you need to go to confession just for listening to this part of the podcast, I suggest you leave and go to your priest (laughs) and then I'll go to him after you. (laughs) Okay. Maggie, how are you? I'm good. Girl, okay, so Maggie had trouble with this series. I got... So hot and bothered by this series. So welcome to our religious and raunchy series, everyone. So we are covering The Crimes of Padre Mero, starring Gael Garcia Bernal, a.k.a. Maggie's boyfriend. He was hot off the heels of Itumama Tambien, which made the entire world's panties super wet. After that, we are going to cover... (laughs) I don't even know, like, this fucking movie. So we're going to cover The Name of the Rose, (laughs) which is, like, about monks in, like, the Middle Ages, starring Christian Slater and Sean Connery. And then we are also going to cover Martin Scorsese's 1988 masterpiece, The Last Temptation of Christ. And I have never seen it before. And I have started to realize, like, my dick is hard as fuck for early Scorsese. Wow. Like, I just watched, rewatched Taxi Driver recently. Mm -hmm. And oh my God. Yeah. But, okay, a question for you, Maggie. And you might have a different feeling about this than I do. What do you think it is about a man of the cloth that gets people so turned up? The, I don't know. It was hard for me to think any of these people were hot. Oh my God. I don't know. I, the only one that, of course, was Gail Garcia right now, but that's just because he makes everyone hot. He, everyone. Yeah. he makes I everyone hot. I actually masturbated during that movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was really horny. And then I was just imagining him kissing me. And there you go. There, That movie, to me, there were certain scenes in that that I thought was really hot. But as far as like Man in the Cloth, I guess like. Like I told you about my Hasidic being, rabbi fantasy. Yeah. This is more like your vibe for sure. <laughs> this is me just like That's diving so, into this world. What's for you. wrong with me? No, but like I like. The Man of the Cloth to me, I just think, I guess it would be a turn on because it's like untouchable. And, like, very spiritual and supposed to be, like, as close you can get to, like, God in a way. So I think that is, like, kind of hot. I don't care about God. I just want... Or, like, spirituality. Or just, like, there's just... Or there's this, like, taboo, like, no, it's wrong. That's what I And, like, like that's, like, hot, too. Like, you're and, like, fighting this, like... Ugh like this lust in yourself and you're like oh my god but it's like to me lust is so human this is why this these this series this is like i don't know just like really funny god we're probably gonna piss so many people off right now um (laughs) but anyway okay so the first film we're gonna cover since we are on this subject of maggie's boyfriend gael we're gonna talk about the crimes of padre amaro So this was made in 2002 and is directed by Carlos Carrera. Maggie, Mm -hmm. can you provide us with a plot summary, please? Father Amaro, a young Roman Catholic priest, is a new arrival in a small Mexican town. Assigned to help the older father, Benito, Amaro gradually discovers that his elder is not only involved in an affair, but also building a hospital with help from a local drug czar. Struggling with temptation and sin in his own right, Amara begins a romance with Amelia, a beautiful teen who dotes on him, but the relationship has dire consequences. It sure fucking does. That feels very real right now. So, let's do this. Okay. Padre Amaro, played by Gael Garcia Bernal, 
walks into this small Mexican town like fucking sex on legs, man. Everyone wants a piece of him. So when he first arrives, he meets Amelia and I think like her sister, the woman who teaches Sunday school with her. And um, they are like, ooh, like everyone's like, who is that? You know, this is young hot priest. Exactly. Also, like the mayor's wife is super fucking hot for him. And remember when Amelia goes into confession the first time Uh and the mayor's wife was coming out of the confession booth and she was like, divine like he just gave her an orgasm or something like this is like the confession line for padre amaro must be like out the church door and it's all women so amelia so she is a very pretty girl living in this small mexican town she's really in a church she's super super pious Mm -hmm. and she's got the yeah she's got this boyfriend who I thought was cute. I think he's cute too. But he's like not that religious. He's like trying to like make out and stuff. And she's like, no, I've got to go to church. And she's just not that into him. She, uh, yeah, I guess she's, yeah, she's not that into him. She is very into God. I mean, this town, it's like a quiet town. The big pre- the priest that he's studying under, who's like the big priest at the church, is having an affair with Amelia's mother so like there's already like he's already doing shit Mm -hmm. you know everyone's being a it's kind of like everyone's being a big hypocrite exactly yeah and just like how corrupt things become when you involve like money and church and Mm -hmm. government and like how that kind of skews everything yes like fuck shit up exactly Mm -hmm. separate the church and state everyone please did we not learn anything apparently not you know one of the characters that struck me really hard was the disabled girl oh yeah her name was uh i have something get get or something like that yeah she's very very disabled guys like she's kind of got like baby hands and she doesn't i don't know what she has yeah i didn't know i didn't really I, yeah we i don't think i don't know if anyone knows I, yeah. I don't really think they know and then there's like that scary witch grandma lady who like has the fucked up teeth she's got like weird baby dolls like strung up in her house yeah. and it's she's yeah and she's like real like unhinged. yeah she is very unhinged yeah. but she loves god but she also she has a bigger plot point at the end of the movie yeah. so amelia is immediately like crushing hard on Padre Amaro Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend starts to pick up on that vibe and he he gets really nervous so she's vibing on him big time he's kind of like being a pious little boy like resistant etc so then one day she goes to confession with him and you know and he's the the priest working confession that day I don't I don't know how they do their shifts Mm -hmm. but she talks about like so she's confessing her sins and she is like I'm very sensual father I confess I'm very sensual this is hot like this is what made the movie hot this movie turned me on the least weird this is the one that turned me on the most I think it's because I've seen it before Yeah. But she's like, I'm very sensual, Father. I like to touch myself when I'm in the bath, and I like to, I you know, know, indulge. And he's like, oh, that's okay. And she's like, but I think about Jesus. And he's like, oh, oh, th- uh, that is a sin. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Can we> stop. <laughs> it progresses. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. And they end up, what, to... The You'll way that it progresses speak. to me is, like, hot, which is why I had to, you know, take a little personal time out. But, like, um, the like the small, like, gestures and, like, the Like, like the touching little, the like hands the, at the, the table. Yeah, like, you could just feel, like, the electricity or if you've ever experienced that where you have so much, like anticipation and like lust for someone oh, yeah, that is like super hot desire strangely forbidden it's like that little thing will like fucking turn you on for like years you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just like so it's that unrequited yeah exactly so i really like obviously really liked that and then it was uh gal grossier for now so it was just like overload for me yeah so they end up in church, no one is there, and they decide to make out on the pew, in, like, in one of the pews, hot kiss, very hot, but, like, guys, 
to have a little more discretion. Someone could walk in at any moment. And of course, the witch lady does see them, but she doesn't like say anything. Yeah. She's not like, oh, like, you know. Yeah. And uh, just like, come on, guys. So <laughs> that happens. They're all into each other now. So like, Padre Amaro, like, he kind of, he's, like, getting a little sneaky and, like, working the angles and stuff. So he goes to the dad of the sick girl's house, and he realizes there's, like, a spare room in their house, which he's gonna make into a little love nest. Stick is hard. For them. Yeah. Which is kind of shitty. Like, that's pretty yeah. shitty. And he's like, oh, well, like, I'm going to be training Amelia for, like, church things. She's very pious. So, anyway, they meet each other at this love nest. Poor Gisumi, or whatever her name, is just in the other room having to listen to all this shit. So, they meet, and the love scene is very adolescent, Yeah, kind of. It's very, like, shy. And, like, romantic and... Sensual. Yeah, romantic and sensual. So we see boobs. He, like, starts, like, stripping her down. And I like the poetry. And yeah, yeah. So he is reciting the Song of Songs, mm-hmm. which is a holy book, I guess. But, like, I don't know if that's in the Bible, but, man, like, that is some smutty shit. It's, like, your breasts are two fonts of the mother deer and, like, your yeah, thighs are jewels of the golden gates of pussy. I don't, well, yeah, they, they didn't basically. say that. But it's hot. It is hot. So they're making out, stripping each other down, and then it cuts to the sick girl in the next room, and it's almost like she's having sort of like a sexual sort of... Energetic. Well, experience Mm -hmm. in herself. Like, she's like sort of processing it. I don't know. And it's like something that she will never have access to. And that kind of broke my heart Mm -hmm. you know like she's she's never gonna get that Mm -hmm. and also if you remember earlier in the movie when he first meets her meets the sick girl she like grabs his hand and like starts putting it on her body and eventually he has to like rip his hand away I have to wonder like is this this poor woman like extremely sexually frustrated and doesn't have a way to express it why are you laughing at me (laughs) What is funny about that? It's so sad. Because, I don't know, and then I just start thinking about her character just being really horny all the time. It's just like... I mean, that's just my interpretation of what I saw Can I tell you something funny? Yeah. So, like, when I was watching these scenes and I was, like, masturbating or whatever, and then I would stop, and then I would look at the scene and I would see that girl, too. Yeah, man. And it would freak me out. Well, it sucks for her. I would be so fucking pissed. (laughs) These people moved, like, moved into my house and started banging. And then just also maybe it's symbolic of just, like, the, like, sexual nature of a woman being, like, it's, it's not, you know common to like be able to express it mm-hmm. and then it's like held in and then it's like disabling yeah and like how hard that is yeah to not let it go and like let it be free yeah and she doesn't have any way to express it it's like yeah. she as a person with her condition like, has no way to express yeah, it yeah like she can't talk her like yeah almost like after the scenes of like them having sex and then chewing to her i think says something in that connotation like if you're not able to express yourself sexually, it is disabling to you. Yeah, no, it's 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 rough, and it really affected me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, she was the character I kind of felt the most for in the movie, honestly. Um, so they cut away to the girl in the middle of that sex scene, so I think it's appropriate that we cut away to discussion of her. So back to the first sex scene. Mm-hmm. So he strips her down. Then they're on the bed and like Gael Garcia Bernal is naked and mm-hmm. looking super hot. She's naked too. And like we see them thrusting and like making out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's another scene in the love nest where the mayor's wife had given him like that cloak veil thing I to put over a Virgin Mary. That part's so cute. And I hated it. I loved it. I hated I it. I thought it was really cool. These people. Okay. I like the cloak. That's really pretty. But he's like, he's like, you're more beautiful than the Virgin Mother. You're fantasizing about, like, Bible characters? Yeah. Tori, 
Look what we just did our whole episode. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm not going to lie. Like, after The Last Temptation of Christ, I did go on a fan fiction website to see what kind of Mary Magdalene Jesus shit there was there. And I'm going to tell you, man, the Bible section is wild. Is wild. But I like that the role play of, like, the Mary and, like, him, like, dressing her. So if he's Jesus, he's fucking his mother. Well, I just, like... If he's he's not Jesus though. He's, Mary he's, is all of their mother, so um, he's fucking his mother. Yeah, maybe. But, but I thought it was like I was like I don't know. I thought it was like cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this whole series. Is I, I told you it was gonna be funny. Rough. But anyway, so we'll just like scoot way ahead. So of course, <laughs> of. Of course, Amelia gets pregnant because they're probably, I don't even know if these people have access to condoms. This is a super Catholic area. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But I assume he's not using, like, do they even try the pull-out method? I, come on, guys, just pull it out. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, safe sex, everyone. Safe sex, use condoms, but just, you can get pregnant been pulled out i know yeah i know it's not happened to me yet (laughs) maggie has a kid guys (laughs) um but uh she's a teenager now but uh yeah pull out method not great i shouldn't have even mentioned it but she gets <laughs> fucking pregnant, and one of the whole things and in the this... the priest, like, loses his heart on right away. Ugh, yeah. He's and like, what? Dude, I got fucking steamed up by his response. Like, he was like, but I have to protect my priesthood. It's like, why do these men always leave women for God? I That's, know. like, one of the big themes. Yeah. They have all these little, like, crappy, sketchy clinics where they will perform these underground abortions, which as we know, is a recipe for fucking disaster. So Padre Amaro is, like, desperate. And then also just really pissed me off because it was, like, he was, like, I'm so in love with you and, like, her. And it's, like, then if you're really in love with me, He's being a fuckboy. Then let's fucking start a family together and, like, share our love to the world or whatever. And he's, like, but no, my priesthood. Yeah, I need so my you, priesthood. You should have thought about your priesthood before you started to make out with her in the middle of church. I know. So he goes to the witch lady because I guess she's like the abortion whisperer for this town. And who would so have thought? I know. Well, like, also, like, who else would it be? Yeah, exactly. So he goes to her. She's like, I know the place. Meet me at 2 a.m. At this time, bring the rest of the money. And they drive to one of these crappy ass clinics. And. Of course, this abortion gets fucking botched, and Amelia is literally hemorrhaging blood. Terrible. Out of her, like her uterus, like My every. It's, poor Amelia. Uh, dude. Such a good girl. I know. Also, like, guys, a huge overarching theme is uh, for this entire series, which we're going to get into big time with the next movie, is women Hate are women. treated like garbage. Yeah. So, of course, she's, like, hemorrhaging out. It is awful. It is an awful situation. She is going to die. It is so fucking horrible. So, they're like, there's a hospital, a good hospital in Santa Maria. Get there quickly. So, he puts Amelia in his truck, like, trying to drive to Santa Maria while she is bleeding out next to him in the front seat. And, of course, like, she bleeds out way before he could get there. And it's awful. So what ends up happening is Padre Amaro ends up getting away with it. And the story was spun somehow to be like, Padre Amaro found her at the clinic. Saved her. What a wonderful man. He tried to drive her to the hospital, that poor child, and she just, died on the way. Just a perfect example of like men should not be in power. And another thing about this series that we're going to see a lot is the concept of asceticism. So asceticism is restriction. Like you restrict yourself from earthly pleasures of all kinds so like when siddhartha became buddha he went on this ascetics lifestyle where he went away and basically denied himself like food any desires of the flesh everything and then he came out and became buddha 
Jesus does something similar. So there's that whole theme here of like denial and restriction. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, any final thoughts about the crimes of Padre Amaro? No, it's that it, it was a lot. But for Sex in the Cinema, it was hot. And if, you know, it might do something for you. Yeah. recommend. I would recommend this movie. For masturbating? Just for watching. It's a great film and it's sexy. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> All righty. All righty. Let's move on to The Name of the Rose. So this movie was made in 1986, directed by Jean-Jacques Anode, starring Christian Slater and Sean Connery as monks. Maggie, th- let's have a plot summary. An intellectually nonconformist friar investigates a series of mysterious deaths in an isolated abbey. Okay. I just need to say a couple of thoughts about this abbey. Everyone here is fucked up. Is ugly. Except for Sean Connery, Christian Slater, the one hot monk, the only man of color in the entire movie who gets killed immediately. immediately. And also the girl. The the girl. The wild girl. Everyone else is fucking ugly as sin. Really ugly. Except for Ron Perlman's character, which I'm going to get into. So this Abby is Castle Black at the wall from Game of Thrones. It is miserable looking. It is cold. Everyone is hideous. And it it, it is, okay, also some more Game of Thrones correlations. There is that bald, long, like long nailed monk looks exactly like Varys. (laughs) It does. There are like several different guys in that monastery that look like that fucking warlock from Karth. Mm-hmm. With the black, like, who drank the black potions. There's also, also, I would argue that Sean Connery, a.k.a. William, like, the dad friar, and Christian Slater, a.k.a. Adzo, like, the baby monk, is, like, Davos and Gendry. Oh, yeah, I could see that. 100, yeah. Yeah. Dude, also, there's, like, some guy walking around, like, Nosferatu. It's just, it's- it is a rough crowd it is yeah it's a real rough crowd at this abbey it is so awful there and i just it it looks like a torture hole all of it like i came in and she was like ew why are you watching (laughs) dude the i don't know how you would fucking sell this movie if there wasn't this random sex scene injected into it i don't know how you would even fucking sell it because it is just good fucking god they arrive at this monastery there's like people dying and i actually wrote down like i don't give a fuck about this monk murder mystery neither do i (laughs) it's just like and then there's like these books like these banned books like all of these like like, i don't care some of these monks are like super hard for like aristotle and like plato and whatever but they're like forbidden which gets me into this is super gay. Like, don't, don't even get me. Like, Greek philosophers, that was my first clue uh-huh. because all of those men and were, like, like, the, the pretty boys. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. It was like, I am Aristotle and I am the philosopher king and I have my young little apprentice boy who yeah. I have sex with. We need to talk about the monks kissing. And this is something that's going to happen in Last Temptation of Christ. Okay. Men kissing on the mouth. Like, so when they first arrive that's at, the, at the Abbey, Sean Connery is a Franciscan monk, but they were staying at a Benedictine monk, Abbey. And the Benedictine monk comes to greet him and they kiss on the lips. And then the, the Benedictine monk is kind of like, do you require everything else? Anything else? And kind of like, lingers a moment and sean connery was like no thank you and it was like was the benedictine monk trying to like get a little sean connery action i mean it's like sean connery Connery. like he's a monk oh my god like if i was charisma even as a monk oh yeah dude that's fucking james bond it's like what james bond he's a monk yeah like who is out of here bro (laughs) 
I guess, like, let's just dive into the entire reason we watched this movie. For that one scene. For the one fucking scene. And after that scene was over, I struggled so hard Dude, after to get through the rest of this over, movie. I started doing my hair and watching it in my mirror. I... <laughs> I was like, I do not fucking care. I wanted to turn it off so badly, but I was like, I'm a purist, man. I have to watch it. Even if I'm half, even if I'm only half paying attention, I have to watch the whole movie because I, I have to do my due diligence for this podcast. So anyway, so Christian Slater and Sean Connery are like walking around the monastery. Sean Connery's character is always giving him like these Obi-Wan-ish lectures where it's like, you are going to learn from He's my like, knowledge. Why do you ask me a question if don't, you already know the answer? Yeah, don't be <laughs> petulant. Don't be petulant. And it's just like, shut up. But whatever so they're like walking around the abbey and i guess in the abbey they'll like throw their like old food out of this like weird trap door to the poor down the hill and the poor people are just like scrappling for it they're like and he sees so christian slater sees this hot girl amidst the poor people wild woman yeah a wild woman she's kind of feral which i want to talk about Well, that they was intentional yeah she's kind of feral so She's, like, I don't know, some man is, like, trying to grab this old onion from her and, like, pushes her down and, like, somehow she, like, I don't know if it was an onion. It was, like, some sort of crude root, dirty vegetable. Crude root. Vegetable. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was like, not crude great. Crude root, that's dirty all, vegetable. That's all. That's all. <laughs> You're sh- acting like a crude root, dirty vegetable. Yeah. I mean, like, she's, that's, that's all these people got. But, oh, God. So he sees her, like, steal whatever, oh, like, she gets her crude root, dirty vegetable, and they make eye contact. And then it's, like, the connection is established. Yeah. I also, like, what are your thoughts on Christian Slater? He looks like a little girl. A baby. Like, he looks like a baby. He's acting like a baby throughout the entire movie. His lips are red. Yeah, and, like, okay, I <laughs> know women are, like, he's a heartthrob. Like, women go I've crazy. I've never been attracted to him. I think he always looks like he's about to be electrocuted. Like, like his eyes? like his Just, eyes. like, his eyes and, like, his face. <laughs> it's, like, the moment before electrocution. Yeah, like, or he just has that, like, bright idea constantly. I Like, it's, like... In this movie, he deserves to be electrocuted because I had, like, zero. I was just like, I, you suck, man. And honestly, you're going to think I'm crazy. No, I didn't. I thought the hottest character in this movie was Ron Perlman's character. Okay, which one is Ron He's Perlman? the hunchback. He's the Quasimodo that guy. That doesn't surprise me because you're a fucking weirdo. I know. And, well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you my, my reasoning of why. Okay, Ron Perlman... Young Ron Perlman, he kind of looks like Anthony Bourdain. Huh. Which, like, hello. Yeah. Um, can we pull a photo of him up real quick, just so I can get a reference? Okay, you got your photo. You're sick. No, I'm not. Okay, so just In imagine. This movie? Okay, imagine. I was eating an egg salad sandwich and I almost threw up. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Okay, imagine him. With normal teeth and a normal oh. mental capacity. If he was, like, a cool, like, intelligent guy with, like, a good sense of humor and had normal teeth, I don't give a fuck about that hunchback man. I don't give a fuck at all. Wow. I just... No. I... It, that's what it was for me. There were so many ugly people in this movie, and I fucking so hate just, Christian Slater in this you movie. you just, like, picks the ugliest. Deep, deep. <laughs> There's so many people that are ugly. No, this was bad. <laughs> hey, like, hey, look babe. Up a photo, you guys. Look it up. This what is can I say? Taste, what can man. I say? I Beauty and the Beast. Wow. I mean, I like Beauty and the Beast. He, He's not a beast. He, he, he was like in, he got thrown into a blender. He was Ron Perlman. in hair and hair in all the wrong places instead of He the right has a places. good body. He's got, like, he's got, like, abs and, like, strong arms, and he's, like, super tall without the hunchback. Yeah, and He looked good when he was strung up on that cross. Wow. Okay. (laughs) It's gonna, we're gonna, it's a little sneak preview for our next film. Um, Yeah, a lot of cross, cross 
torture and burning, but we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, okay, so let's get to the sex scene slash the only fucking reason why we watched this movie. So, oh, wait, before we do that, now all these things are popping in my head before we get into the sex scene, which is, again, the only point. These monks hate women. Oh, despise. This is a men's rights activist monastery. For sure. They, like, fucking hate us. They hate women. They're, we're witches. Yeah. Like, they're, the the loathing of women in this monastery is, like, or this abbey is, like, at a fucking fever pitch, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, like, why I just, I had so much problem with these films. This is some of the most concentrated loathing of women I have ever encountered. It's gross. And, like, that Nosferatu yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm just, like, ugh. You guys are just so mad because you're virgins and you know you're never gonna get laid i'm sorry you're not pretty except for ron perlman by me because she a freaky girl <laughs> she a freaky baby <laughs> <laughs> if he is smart and like charming i'm so going for that i am so going mm, for that not like yeah. the fucking baby walking around christian slater no i wouldn't I want have a sex real man film. i wouldn't even fuck what, you and connery, Sean connery? Monk, dude that's how turned off a day daddy I was. Friar was fuck? Friar fuck, no. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so the sex scene. This feral girl that we met earlier, who's Italian. I'm the feral, I would have sex with the feral girl. I would not. I would not. I'm Ron Perlman for me. But uh, go for it. She needs some joy in her life. Her life is fucking miserable. So she is like hiding in this kitchen. At first I thought the monks were like keeping her in there to like rape her regularly. But I don't know if that's what's going on. Yeah, I think that that she was like almost like a a prostitute a little bit. Okay. Then they give her, they pay her like with stuff or whatever like like food. onions fucking and uh, crude food. root vegetables crude root vegetables bro that's all she gets <laughs> that's all she gets fucking bastards so christian slater and the poor feral girl i don't remember like why he goes down into like their kitchen cellar thing but he's either. hiding down there with her and they start getting real friendly like she comes on to him hard and i think she's like this is the only person who doesn't look like a monster she's like he's pretty that i've ever seen in my life slips are red she looks crazy (laughs) so she is like climbs on top of him christian slater like a fucking baby like just like sits there she's immediately starts dry humping them she starts taking i mean i thought the sex scene was actually pretty hot yeah um and grinding. She, she was grinding. She was grinding and up on him. So she starts like taking off, like unlacing like the bodice of her dress. Rubbing her coochie all, all over him. him. And then he gets to second base and then like buries his head in her tits for a minute. And she doesn't talk. No. She doesn't like, talk. It's like she's an animal. Almost. And I was like, does she know how to talk? Uh, but then we do hear her talk later in Italian. She's like screaming because they're trying to burn her for being a witch. Yeah. Of course. Of course. course. Fucking course. So she's like all on top of Christian Slater. He's getting a second base. Then she throws him on the ground, crawls on top of him, pulls up her dress, and like her ass is all out. She is dry humping the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. So then she like takes his little like monk rope. Mm-hmm. off and like the, she's like taking him out of his habit and then we cut to like Sean Connery like walking around I don't fucking know I don't fucking care yeah. so then we cut to Christian Slater has finally manned up and gotten on top and I wouldn't even call it manned up I would just say just he just looks like it it just doesn't look he is a hot bod though it's okay I will say that so anyway he crawls on top and starts like they start fucking and it is graphic. Oh, yeah, you man. Can see. Like, you can t- also, do we see His the DD? outline of a D? I think we do. We definitely see the pubis. I think area. we saw a, a D in silhouette. Oh, I think we did too. It looked nice. Yeah, it did look nice. It looked really nice. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. 
But so he's like thrusting. Like we see like pubes meeting pubes, y'all. Like mm-hmm. if you could see what I'm doing with my hands right now. <laughs> but it's like I'm pubes meeting mm-hmm. yep, pubes. That's what it like. <laughs> mad thrusting, like tits, everything. He lasts, and I timed this. Bitch. 10 seconds. Of course. She was giving him all that grinding foreplay earlier. Yeah. Are you ready to go? Yeah. So You've never had sex with a wild animal before? Baby mo- No, AKA have you? Woman? <laughs> <laughs> but, so, she, they, like, go to sleep, I guess, and then when Christian Slater wakes up the next morning, there's, like, a Godfather-style, like, dead ox heart in a cloth where she was sleeping. I don't I don't even remember what that was about. I don't care. So and then, then after that I just kind of do I I was just like I hate this. I don't know why I'm here. So I'll just like give you a shit sloppy summary of like what happens in the rest of the movie. So there's like this secret library in the abbey that like Christian Slater and Sean Connery are going like a gay little murder mystery <laughs> searching for these books and they find this library and it looks like fucking Hogwarts, man, or like Gringotts or something. There's all these staircases and it's like the books they don't want us to see. Then there's, like, a whole thing, like, they capture... Oh, there's that scene where Ron Perlman tries to lick <laughs> her leg. Yes. It, that was actually really I gross. That. I didn't like that. That was disgusting. If he had regular teeth and was, like, an intelligent, mm-hmm. intellectual, like most, most sensitive men. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am really not helping myself out right now at all. <laughs> so... They're like, there's this whole thing where they're like, we have to save the books. And this girl that Christian Slater, so like the day after he had sex with her, he was like lying in bed and he was like, Father William or Monk oh, William. Oh, he's like, I'm, I'm in love. love. I was like, God, You guys, goddamn idiot. Stupid. So stupid. You are a Ugh. fucking moron. Then, okay, so like back to the book mystery. They're like <laughs> trying to like <laughs> save the books or something. And someone sets fire to the monastery at the same time as the girl he loves is getting is being burned at the stake for being a, a witch. witch. And he's not even trying to save her. He no is on the book mystery with you Sean Connery. That man. Like he's no, no like are really like it's not even a good excuse. I want to save her from her poverty. It's because they're so hot for they're so hard for knowledge and like God and like it doesn't the, the pleasures of the flesh don't matter. <laughs> so she so like the monastery burns. I don't know if they get the books out or not. I don't fucking care. Yeah. So what happens at the end is Somehow that girl escaped the Ooh. fire, or maybe she's a vision or something. So Sean Connery and Christian Slater are like leaving the monastery, and that girl appears from the woods, like with like soot on her. Of course. And she like touches his hand or something and is like, I want to come with you. And he fucking leaves her. Of course, dude. Double burn. I will never date again, I swear to God. Double burn. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I got so mad. And Holy then, like, at, hell. at the end. <laughs> and at the end of the movie narration, because this was based on a book, and, like, Christian Slater's character is, like, narrating from, like, when I was a boy. Like, this is, like, he's telling the story, story. and, you know, in retrospect, and he's like, I never forgot her. Of course. And I didn't even know her name. And it's like, you don't even care to find out. Yeah, like, don't make it seem like you fucking cared about this woman. Ugh. God. Uh, this, like, good God. I'm glad I didn't watch the last 10 minutes because that would have pissed me off. I just long. had to. I, I just like, I really, dude, I had to get, I had to drink a White Claw tall boy to get through the rest of that movie. Last I went night? to 7 Eleven. I paused <laughs> it. I went to 7 Eleven and got myself a mango. I, that's, the, I don't know how else I would have done it. Yeah, it was really hard for me this morning. Any final thoughts about this fucking, was it worth it? No. <laughs> I. It's not worth it to me. I could have. You're watched gonna say yes because you're fucking rushed back. Yeah. Boyfriends in it. Yeah. But no, I, I'm. I could live a life without that film for sure and sex scene. To be honest. All right, guys. Name of the Rose. Watch it if you want. I'm sure there is some sort of audience for this movie um, who would enjoy it. Like even if it didn't have that sex scene in it. I don't know who you are. 
but probably, you like monks and knowledge we and probably wouldn't be friends murder mysteries have at it have at it bro all right well here we go okay so we're gonna move on to honestly i had never seen this movie before it blew my panties and my brain away wow I fucking loved this movie. This is the only version of the Bible I care about. Fuck you, Mel Gibson. I don't care about the other greatest story ever told movie. Did you like it? I liked it, but I also, like, smoked so much weed while I was watching it. That's a great way to do it. So it was really funny to me. Like, I thought it was really hilarious. Well, I'll tell you. So for the first two acts of the movie i was like making snarky comments in my head like i was like (laughs) once we got to the crucifixion and then we went into that whole fever dream part slash the last temptation Mm -hmm. all bets were off all bets were off i shut down my laptop i turned off all the lights and i was just taken the movie took me. Oh, yeah. It drew you in with it the last impression. I I went into that screen and I could not speak for like 30 minutes after this movie mm. ended. Did you know Peter Gabriel did the soundtrack? That doesn't surprise me. That's cool. The soundtrack was fantastic. It was really good. Immediately after the movie, I have it downloaded on my Spotify. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so what are we talking about, you guys? We are talking about Martin Scorsese's 1988 masterpiece, Last Temptation of Christ, which was also the screenplay was written by Paul Schrader. Mm. He's the guy who wrote Taxi Driver. Mm. Like, no wonder this is so good. Like, this shows the Bible as, like, honestly, like, this story is, I feel like it actually is. In a way. I mean, like, well, I was just thinking the whole time how ridiculous the story of Jesus is. I have That's why I was many just thoughts. laughing I have the whole time. many, many thoughts about this. So... This movie has an all-star cast. So we have Willem Dafoe playing Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I could not think about a better actor for this role, especially because he's a little crazy looking. Mm-hmm. Also, I was crazy like, eyes. did William Dafoe... Willem. Willem. Yeah. Absolutely hate this. Playing this. I... Because, like, doubt even it. just the subtitles... I would I love to play like, Jesus in this movie. What a fucking know. role to play. And just, Jesus just seems so confused. Well, he is an angsty sad boy. Yeah. And I kind of want to fuck him. Yeah, I, no, not me. I definitely do. And I was just like, he's also like, his mental, severe mental illness. Okay, well, okay, so that is, let me just talk about the cast real quick, and then we're going to dig into that, because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about that. Okay, so we have Barbara Hershey playing Mary Magdalene. We have Harvey Keitel playing Judas Iscariot who I, I didn't even recognize I him at first. I thought it was Judas's like... character. And also, we have one of my favorite actors, Harry Dean Stanton of Paris, Texas, playing Paul. Uh-huh. And that was like one thing that was like fun about this movie for me because I grew up Episcopalian. We, not super crazy religious, but like we went to church when I was a kid. We had to get Wendy's afterwards because it's the only way my mom could get my brother to go. And I did go to Sunday school, and it was like, I was like, oh, my God, the whole gang's back together. <laughs> like, I see, like, Peter, Paul, the other disciples, Judas. Oh, look, there's the Lazarus thing. Oh, yeah. look, there's John the Baptist. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I kind of remember some of this some of it. stuff. Yeah. So that was really fun to see mm-hmm. for me. So, um, oh, do we need to do a plot summary of this? No. It's basically like how Jesus became Jesus, mm-hmm. following up to the crucifixion, following yeah. up to the final, uh, I don't know if this is in the Bible, but when he's on the cross, the entire third act is like this vision where the devil comes and tempts him, where it shows him the life he could have lived if he lived the life of an ordinary man. Yeah. And then we don't get into the resur like we don't see the resurrection or anything like that. It ends with it is accomplished, which is in the Bible mm. when Jesus is on the crucifix. I think he actually did say like, Father, you have forsaken me. And then I don't know, maybe he did have a vision and then he's like, it is accomplished. Mm. Let's talk about, okay, so one thing I just want to raise about this movie is I really appreciated like the fucking realism 
of it and like the world that they lived in because like I just saw Bible kids storybook pictures where everything looked like Easter and there's like lilies and and shit and lambs. This place looks fucking miserable. It all reminded me of the very beginning of The Exorcist and like the Last Supper in this movie was fucking rough. Like they're just like sitting around a campfire in this like gross desert like no table no goblets in a lot of ways like a lot of the scenery was very very much and it's like these people lived hard fucking lives like what a miserable time to be alive reminded me of like a rave or something a rave when i think it's a scene where it's like they're walking through the water and then he meets the the man what oh John the Baptist. Oh, we're going to talk about that. All the people just... We're going to talk about that. Okay, so that brings me into the first thing I want to cover here, which you've already mentioned. This is a world of cults. (laughs) Everyone is a cult. I don't give a shit what anyone else says. Jesus was a cult Mm -hmm. leader. He was like, he's like, hey, man, like, come and join me. Like, you can be saved, too. I'll walk in sex workers, lepers, anyone. Join this circle, man. It's just, you know, his approach was just... It, it screams of cults. Also, like, if I was looking at this from a completely objective lens, I would say this man has histrionic personality disorder. He is severely schizophrenic. Narcissistic. Narcissistic, a gaslighter to the max, and extremely charismatic and hot. That is, so yeah, it's like cults. That's basically what is happening. So speaking of the John the Baptist scene, so like whenever I've seen like known the baptizing scene in the Bible, it's been like in a river and pretty greenery all around. This, when they walk up to John the Baptist, this is basically a Dothraki wedding. Oh, it's Like meets the Manson family. Like people are like... (laughs) And there's like naked chicks all all around. And John the Baptist is like a fucking psycho cult leader. Oh, absolutely. And then, like, oh, and he's, like, real dirty, and he's kind of, like, the scary. more forceful cult, like, the scary cult. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Jesus comes in, and he meets Jesus. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, and they, like, hit it off. And let's get into some of the gay tension that is throughout this entire movie. Absolutely. Strong. Okay, so him and John the Baptist kiss on the lips. Oh, they do. It was kind of like it was like like it's a multi-second long. kiss. It's like a 5-second kiss for sure. Yeah. So and before we get into all Mary Magdalene stuff, let's just talk about like the incredible gay subtext. Judas and Jesus. Exactly. Wow. Mhm. Multiple scenes of cuddling. Mhm. Multiple kisses. Mhm. Tender looks. And, you know, Judas basically gets mad because, like, his boyfriend wants to dump him for God, too. Yeah. Or also, it's, like, to me, like, yeah, obviously it was a lot of, like, homosexual, like, underlying things. Like, they could be lovers in, like, a different version of this or whatever. But also, it's, like, I think that it is okay for men to be close to other men. Absolutely. I like the thing of it is like maybe we should be more welcoming to like men being nurturing to each other and not having to do with like wanting to fuck them. I like that. You know what I mean? I still think Judas wanted to fuck well, Jesus. Well, I feel like that was an undercurrent. That was a romantic love there. Yeah, and the way they stared into each other's oh my God. eyes. Oh my God. And then, yeah. I just, I think the thing with Jesus for me in this movie is that I had a really hard time like following him because I felt like he was really insecure his mind was never made up. He was constantly changing. Like, it was driving me crazy. Like, I felt like Judas. Dude, like, Judas, Judas is like, like you have to. <laughs> like, he's like, bitch, if you don't do this, I'm, like, leaving you. Yeah. I like, will leave. I'm packing my bag. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus, to me, didn't feel safe in this movie. He is unhinged. Like, I also didn't know, like, Jesus was so violent. Like, when he's going to, oh. dude, he is kicking ass like, and taking names. I was names. like, how is this realistic in any way to, like... It's more the, realistic the, than anything I've the, seen. The, like, people that would, like, be encouraged to follow this man. It was fucking... They I don't have any options. Look at this world But, like, even in. I was, like, waiting for some epic speech to happen where I'm like, yes, draw me in, Jesus. This fucking... I got drawn in as soon as he got Dude, up Dude, and cross. his speech... His speech has sucked, asshole. I loved and it. And I was like, no. I'm like, this is laughable to me. I loved I it. I think this whole thing is hilarious. I loved it. I think the way it was filmed was really beautiful. I fucking loved this movie. 
So and also like Mary Magdalene, like. But let's talk. Are you ready to get into that? Barbara Hershey plays Mary Magdalene, guys. You might know her from Beaches if you aren't familiar with her by name. So let's talk. I okay. This movie got me so hot and bothered with this Jesus and Mary Magdalene like love story. Oh my God. So let's get into sex scene number one. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. I'm more excited about this than you are. (laughs) I'm getting goosebumps, bitch. Oh my Holy hell. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So Jesus, he's like angsting around and then God whispers, Magdalene, Magdalene in his ear. He goes and finds Mary Magdalene, who is in a brothel at work. At first I thought it was like, is this place a cafe? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. Because people are like drinking coffee and like whatever. And then there's like Mary Magdalene in the back fucking some guy at work. Yeah. Anyway, I guess it was just a brothel, and I don't know. So Jesus walks in there, and we see Mary Magdalene fucking at work, and we see boobs. And then my favorite part is, like, I kind of understood after a while that these guys were sitting around because they were in line. And one moment that made me laugh was, like, because, like, Jesus was just, like, hanging out there, like, because he's going to go talk to her eventually. And that guy looks at Jesus, and he's like, you want to go? And Jesus is like, oh, none for me. Thank you. (laughs) I just like to watch. (laughs) (laughs) okay so sex scene number one so after mary magdalene is clocks off for the day jesus goes to see her she's like laying in her like beautiful bed Mm -hmm. uh that she is her office Mm -hmm. and he's like hi i need you to forgive me and we find out through later in the scene that they were childhood friends like they were kind of childhood sweethearts Mm -hmm. basically and she is in love with him Mm -hmm. and he is in love with her Mm -hmm. and she is seduces him so she's lying on the bed he's sitting on the bed like sort of next to her with his feet on the floor she takes his hand and drags it down like she is like that's hot this is my body Mm -hmm. like you want to save me and she's like save me that's hot save me and like puts his hand like on her her crotch Mm -hmm. and jesus is like it's almost like he's kind of thinking for a moment and then he's like no and he rips his hand away and she gets pissed she's like don't look at me you're not a man you're just the same as all of them you're too afraid to be a man or you're just a coward whatever and then we find out that they have like a conversation and they were childhood sweethearts so like this connection has been established for a very very long time yeah but he's like i'm about to go out to the desert like please forgive me and then they get in a fight and then they make up and then she's like you can stay if you want i promise i won't touch you and he's like no i gotta go to the desert and take some ayahuasca and you know clear my head (laughs) so jesus goes to the desert he has his whole desert thing he goes on his whole journey i loved seeing all this again like i loved I, it was very interesting to me to see this pro- like portrayed in almost like a minimalist way, in such a gritty, minimalist mm-hmm. way. Also, the snake that tempts Being him, Satan, girl. it's her, it's Barbara, it's mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene's yeah. voice. Dick Snake. Yeah. Dick Snake, y'all. She is, I think it's one of the themes is like Mary Magdalene was greatest or one of his greatest temptations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Builds a following. I also thought, like, when he how. first got his little group of disciples or apostles, whatever, to p- apostles. Like, I think they're the apostles together. Yeah. Mary Magdalene, like, like she's like, can I come with you? And he's like, no. You'll know when the time is right. And it's like, you're going to leave her in this awful place where you already had to stop people throwing rocks at her once? Yeah. It's like, and you love her? You like, fucking get asshole. Here, dude. Get out of these characters that I love her. Yeah. Like, like treat him like you love her. Well, bro. at least he's not being like as much of a dick as Padre Amaro, where he's like, oh, if no. Jesus is pretty straightforward about yeah. like, I'm not going to fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. But like. I've set a boundary. At least he uh, he upholds that boundary and is clear with her. Whereas Padre Amaro is kind of like, 
flaky, mm-hmm. you know? So eventually, so Jesus walks into, I think they're, this is their entry into Jerusalem. It's like it, she, Mary Magdalene comes back into the fold. I don't know how she finds him, but yeah, she, she looks does. nice. She's a little bit glowed up, mm-hmm. you know, and. She's been uh, working on herself. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she's been working. And I think yeah. she's been gathering followers mm-hmm. for him because he's like, tell people about me. Yeah. And it's like, fine, I'll just like do another thing for you when I'm getting nothing back. Yeah. And so, like, she comes and they're like, we can't have that woman in this city. And he's like, I say we can. And then he's like, he he gets real, he's pissed off about, like, the temple tax. So he, like, not, he's he doesn't just say gentle words and make it stop. He's, Jesus goes balls to the wall, shoving over boots, man. shoving these market, <laughs> punching motherfuckers. Like, it's he so is, dude, don't fuck with Jesus. So, yeah, Mary Magdalene comes back. They're, like, friends again. So Jesus walks into Jerusalem. We see the whole Palm Sunday thing, which also was a lot. This is all, like, so small. Like, his following was so small. I thought there was, like, five million people in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And because that's what the Bible books made Mm -hmm. it. Like, my kitty baby Bible made it look like. And it was not that at all. Like, this is small. This is minimal, you know, this is what it was, I believe this is what it was really like if we're buying into this story. Jesus asks Judas to rat him out to the Romans and they have a very emotional man kiss Mm -hmm. scene. So the Romans capture him. Dude, this is like where the movie blew open for me because like, I was like, I gotta watch this crucifixion scene. Like, I know this is going to be epic. Yeah. So yeah, they like put a crown of thorns on him. He is carrying the crucifix through the streets. It's very hard. It's hard to watch, man. It's really hard to watch. Like, they do not turn a blind eye to any of this. Like, you Mm -hmm. see it. And I love that kind of filmmaking. I Mm -hmm. love visceral filmmaking Mm -hmm. that really just dares you. To not look away. Yeah. And that is, I have goosebumps again. So, um, (laughs) you see my arm hair standing up? (laughs) He's up on, so Jesus gets nailed to the cross. I have one thing I need to discuss before we get into the whole vision with a sex scene. I would like to see an accurate crucifix where Jesus doesn't have that little towel on. Where he's naked? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it actually looked like. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know everyone's going to be wearing, like, necklaces with Jesus peen on it. Mm -hmm. I would just like to see one. Is there one? Maybe I'll look around on Etsy or something. Like, what a great conversation piece. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just, like, hang that on the wall. So he's on the cross in excruciating pain. Like, and we see these, like, we saw it in Name of the Rose. Like, we see it in Game of Thrones. Being hung on the cross, nailed to a cross, is a slow painful death yeah like that is miserable like you die until you starve or die of thirst or Mm -hmm. your body just gives out Mm -hmm. and people are like blah 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 like at him like shaking their fingers and throwing shit i don't understand why at this time like why is this a pastime for people to like go and like lecture someone who is dying. dying in front of you. Like, why do people go watch executions? It's just so gross. Yeah, that whole scene is like really hard. It was really hard <sighs> to, watch, to watch, but that is the scene that took me. I was, I was done from there on. Like, holy shit. So, what happens is with this movie, I think this is where it kind of diverts into like fan fiction y territory mm-hmm. mainly, is. Jesus is up on the cross and he's like literally like he is suffering hard and then he kind of like whites out a little bit and then suddenly there is this angelic little girl next to him. She's like, I'm the angel sent here to protect you. Your work is done. He's worked hard enough. There is life in front of you. So what she and it turns out this little girl's fucking devil. I thought it was like Angel Gabriel. You didn't. Yes, that's the devil. Giving him his last temptation. Oh so what she does... You didn't pick up on no. that? You're too high. I was too high. <laughs> <laughs> she takes him to like a green, beautiful area. And he's like, what is that? And she's like, it's a wedding. And he's like, whose is it? And she's like, it's, it's yours. yours. And Mary Magdalene is coming to him just like this beautiful bride. He's so happy. They love each other so much. So they get married and... 
Okay. <laughs> this is... I have watched this scene five times oh, since I watched God. this movie last night. Wow. And so it's like Jesus and Mary Magdalene's wedding night. And she he's still like got like the blood on him from like the crucifix so he is like laying down like sort of across her lap and it looks like the pieta that famous michelangelo uh statue where the virgin mary is holding jesus her son after he was taken down from the cross and mary magdalene is like dressing his wounds and like bathing him and she's like going down his chest and like it seemed like she was gonna go lower like there was still like some blood in like the pelvis area there that she needed to wash off Mm -hmm. and I wish we could have seen that a little bit I love a good bathing scene I okay I don't know I think it's like the cancerian energy in me like my venus and cancer and my moon and cancer that just like love like gets off on this Florence Nightingale shit and, like, I, I also, I ship Jesus and Mary Magdalene if I believe they fucked in real life. Yeah. Also, you know, so then, so she's, like, bathing him, and then it cuts to, like, he's, like, all washed up, and she, like, kisses him, and they, like, look into each other's eyes, and he's, like, hesitant for a moment, and then he just goes for it, and they are going for it, and then it cuts to another scene of them, like, fucking Mm -hmm. like they are fucking Mm -hmm. like thrusting and she's like we could have a child and the only buzzkill was like the devil little girl was in the room no i was like what is going on yeah 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 yeah. so that sex scene was so hot (sighs) yeah and then yeah so then she gets pregnant and she just looks like they they show Barbara Hershey, Mary Magdalene. Like, happy. Like, naked. She is with her, like, tits out and her pregnant belly. She looked like a radiant, joyful, like, happy mother. Yeah. Like, she's with a man that she loves. And she looks so beautiful. And Jesus isn't home. She's, like, moving herbs around. And then this white light, she's, like, all excited. smiles. And it just takes her. And it's really creepy. And, like, Uh we don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So anyway, after that, so Mary Magdalene dies and it's really, really sad. And Jesus comes home and like he lost his wife, who was kind of the woman, the reason he gave all this up anyway. That's what, you know, that's the reason. And he lost his child. So he does and he's like grieving. He's very upset. And remember the devil, the little girl is like, because God decided to take her. Because she's trying to turn him against God. And he, like, throws that axe and, like, yeah, starts, yeah. like, beating the yeah. axe. Yeah. And then he already just finds Yeah, well, woman. she's like, do what everyone else does. There's another Magdalene. So There's marry the woman, sister. Yeah, women are the same, So, basically. yeah, marry the sister. And it's like, I don't think his heart was no, in it. Like, like he lost the love of his life. Yeah. So then it's, like, shows Jesus getting old. And it's, like, kind of confusing because then there are people, like, preaching the name of Jesus. And eventually... I don't know, like, Jesus is, like, he's, like, at the end of his life, he's about to die, and then all his apostles come back, and then the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, Judas, comes in at at last, and he's, like, Judas, I missed you. I missed you, I missed you so much. And they are, like, snap out of it, and they're, like, you gotta go, like, and also that little girl told him he wasn't the Messiah, Mm -hmm. right, when he got off the, like, right when he magically got off that cross. So, like, there's been, like, slow manipulation. Remember, Mm -hmm. of course the devil's gonna show up like an angelic, cute little girl. So he snaps back into it and crawls out of his, quote-unquote, deathbed outside of the house where he was dying, and crawls like goes back on the cross and he wakes back up and he's like it is accomplished and then the peter gabriel score comes on and Mm. i am just speechless i i I was just so like okay cool it's done now i (laughs) fucking i have like i had a religious experience wow i'm serious like that i know you got goosebumps like twice like five times like that is like i haven't had that in a while where a movie just like fucking floored me yeah i just couldn't i just could i i loved that movie so uh 
Do you want, would you like to hear the tidbit that I'm yes, going to tell please. you? Okay. So in college, I went to a Jesuit university that's like really like most people that went there weren't even Catholic, like religion wasn't, it, you know, we didn't have to go to church, none of that shit. We did have a seminary though. And those guys had the best dorm. So fuck you. Not surprised. Well, they're not getting laid like everyone else. So I guess equal trade. Yeah. So I took a women in religion class because we had to take one, like, we had to take at least a couple credits that were a religion class. And so, or we, no, it was women in the Bible. And I wrote a paper on Mary Magdalene. So there is this part in the Bible where Mary Magdalene washes Jesus's feet with her hair. And one of the things I learned in this class is most women back then shaved their heads. Almost everyone did because of lice. But the sex workers kept their hair in beautiful condition because Mm -hmm. it was like, and they put a lot of effort into like preserving it and oiling it and keeping it gorgeous. And it would be really long and they would bind it up in a scarf. And then when a customer would come, they would let it down. Mm -hmm. So, and it was almost like the hair was the thing. Like you have to be careful of the hair. So Mary Magdalene, and this is in the Bible, unwinds her scarf her lets her hair down and washes his feet with her hair if that isn't sexual i don't know what the fuck else is yeah that's canon y'all that's canon (laughs) proof (laughs) all right any final thoughts about last temptation of christ before i come at you with our question um No, honestly, I, I just couldn't, I just, Jesus didn't, he didn't sell it to me. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to play a game here. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Padre Amaro, Jesus, Adso. Well, I would kill Adso. I would probably fuck the Padre and I'd have to marry Jesus. God damn it. That was mine too. I thought you were going to marry Padre Amaro. You'd think that. Yeah, I would so marry Jesus. I want to be the queen of heaven, too. Yeah. And, you know, king of the Jews. You know I love my Jewish <laughs> yeah. guys. King yeah. of the Jews. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and bearing with us. Go flagellate yourself after this if you need to <laughs> to pay for your sins. Go to confession. Do whatever you need to do. Maybe rub it out. Whatever you need to do. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sex in the Cinema. You can find us on Instagram at Sex in the Cinema Pod. And also feel free to reach out to us on email at sexinthecinemapod at gmail.com. At some point, we're going to get our shit together to make a TikTok. Uh, Maggie will be handling that. And uh, thanks for listening and see you next time.